welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 282, a successful ute turkey hunt. And I am your co-host and the guy who had a very good phone call Saturday midday from... I'm just going to call him a friend. And I am your co-host and the guy who made a phone call Saturday to a friend. Interesting. <laughs> Do tell more. I was having some success in a state and knew of a friend who had a friend who needed to have success in that state. So I made a phone call and we made it happen. Yes, we did. <laughs> so... You already know where I'm going with the story because you were there. I did happen to be there. But Cameron opened up Georgia's turkey season Saturday morning Mm -hmm. while I was opening up Alabama's turkey season Saturday morning with the intent of leaving Alabama Sunday around lunchtime with my buddies Chip and Brian Mm -hmm. to meet my buddy Yankee John from Virginia in Georgia to hunt the same area that Cameron was hunting. Yes. But Cameron was leaving Sunday. Yeah, I couldn't. I had to just hunt the weekend and get back home, so. Yeah, so Saturday morning I had pretty bad cell coverage where I was, but I got a text message not long after daylight that said, I love Georgia. (laughs) I did. I did. (laughs) I didn't get in I didn't get the picture at that time. I just got the text message, so I was a little bit at a loss because there's no picture. So I'm just assuming, you know, it was a good morning. There was some gobbling going on, maybe a close encounter, but is that enough to fall in love with a state? Probably not. So while this is going on with Cameron, I encounter an Alabama turkey that just very short and sweet story because the hunt lasted a grand total of maybe three minutes. I called in and he came in before I was sitting down and I spooked him. So finally I get back to the top of a hill where I have decent cell coverage and I get the picture of Cameron. Well, I'll say of Cameron's bounty. <laughs> it was a vast bounty. <laughs> and unfortunately there's no audio of the hunt that caused that bounty. Well, it happened too fast. I literally couldn't get the recorder out of my pocket before I was having to chunk some shells downrange. 
Yeah. So after my hunt in Alabama, I get a phone call from Cameron. It's it's probably not mid-morning. It's late morning, maybe around 11 o'clock or so. And he says, hey, I don't know if you guys can get here or not, but if you can make it here today, I think you need to come on. Yeah. I had looked at the forecast and saw it was supposed to rain most every day and thought if his buddy or buddies need to kill in Georgia, tomorrow's supposed to be pretty nice. And I was pretty confident I could put us on some birds. Yeah. So my buddy Brian backed out because of COVID-19. Ooh, that sounds smart. You said COVID-19 instead of coronavirus. Yes, it's very smart. (laughs) I choose not to discriminate against beer manufacturers, so yeah. I, I'm not calling it the Corona something. I'm calling yeah. it COVID nineteen. Very, uh, very socially aware of you, Andy. It is. It is. I believe in supporting our beer manufacturers. You do so, that. Do that well. Brian backs out because of COVID. Then I call my buddy John. No answer. I text him. Get a reply back. John's out. He's been COVID nineteened as well so i get in touch with my buddy chip and he says i've got everything lined up for work to be gone it doesn't make a difference to me if we leave today or tomorrow i'm going up in the attic to get my stuff i'll be in birmingham in about three hours perfect so i leave my hunting camp and head home chip comes by my house and we load up and get to georgia at dark and meet cameron and from there, I'm saving it yes. because it's a future episode. Yes, and I will dive into what happened with my first morning in Georgia during that future episode as well. So we'll have an episode dedicated to Georgia adventures. And I may or may not sing Georgia again by Ray Charles. I might let you sing it, Cameron. Very cool. So that is the story of what happened this past weekend. It was, well, I guess I should say that's the prelude to the story of what happened this weekend. Yeah. And it was a great weekend all the way around. A lot of fun. I got to hunt with some buddies both days of the weekend and got to have some close encounters with turkeys. And that was a lot of fun. And so here we are today. And today we are 39 days, one hour 44 minutes and 25 seconds away from the end (laughs) of spring turkey season in Alabama. On a more positive note, we are eight days, 16 hours and 52 minutes from opening day of turkey season in Tennessee and Texas and I think many other states. But I'll be in Texas that opening weekend because I like to let everybody else educate my turkeys in Tennessee before I get a shot at them. It's only fair. It's only fair. To the turkeys. Yes. So I'm headed to Texas. If COVID-19 and the liquidity crisis don't take me out first, I'll be headed to Texas. So we got eight days till an opener. Why are you so depressing, Andy? Talking about the end of it. And I'm just enjoying and living up, soaking in, breathing every day that I have of what's mm-hmm. left of spring turkey season. So, you know, it bees what it bees. It is. I know. We're here. We're among it. Time to get it out there every day. Yes, indeed. Very cool. So today we have our buddy Scott McDonald 
from Mississippi on with us to share a hunt that he recorded on the opener of Mississippi's Ute Weekend. Actually, they have more than a weekend. They have a Ute Week, Mm -hmm. which I think is awesome. So he took a buddy of his son hunting, and they had some success. And we're going to talk to Scott about it, and we're going to play some audio for you guys, and should be pretty fun. Yeah, it should be a fun episode. Hope we get lots of episodes with Scott this year, because hopefully he gets lots of success. So he's one of the three of us toting a recorder around this year, and I've listened to the audio. It was pretty pretty darn good. You can hear the, the ute gets a little bit heavy breathing before the shot. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Good stuff, no doubt. Well, fantastic. Let's do some housekeeping, and let's hit it very quickly because, you know, it's a repeat from week to week. So Absolutely. So we got the owl hooting contest going on for the custom Preston Pittman call. Yes, indeed. Enter that by tagging us on social media at thegodfather49 or at turkeyhitman on Twitter, godfather49 on Instagram, Tag us on Facebook at the Turkey Hunter Podcast or I Am Turkey Hunting. So tag us with your best owl hoot. We'll be making a selection as to who wins that contest. And then we also have the NWTF contest going. All you have to do is join the NWTF and send us an email or picture. Somehow get it to us. Show us confirmation that you just joined the NWTF and you're entered into that contest for the zinc call. And don't forget, you can purchase the rest of this episode in its singularity, one episode, by going to theturkeyhunterpodcast.com and selecting the episode that ends in PS, premium single. You can do that for any of the ones that end in PS, and you can buy it for 99 cents, and you'll get the full premium episode. So don't forget that you can do that, and always, we'd love for you to subscribe and become an annual member of the family, but... If you want to test us out a few times with some premium episodes, that's a way you can do it. So I think that's about all we got. Do you have anything else, Andy? I'm ready to hear a hunt. Let's Let's hear a hunt. So let's hop in here with Mr. Scott McDonald on Youth Weekend in Mississippi. Hey, everybody. I am glad to tell you that we have on the line with us this evening Mr. Scott McDonald from Mississippi, South Mississippi, and... Scott is one of the suckers who's volunteered to carry around a recorder this turkey season and record some of his hunts. And so Scott had a successful hunt right off the bat. Opening morning of the Ute spring turkey season, the Ute week. And so we've got some audio from that hunt and a story to go with it. And we have Scott on the line. And so the first question for Scott is, how's it going, man? <laughs> going pretty good. How about y'all? Can't complain. Yeah, I'm doing well. I've seen a turkey die and called in another one that I didn't even know I called in. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> usually doesn't end too well. <laughs> no, no, usually it's a well heck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just have to say, ignorance is bliss on my part on that one. Yeah, it's always a learning experience. Yeah, well, and I'm glad to do it opening day. Oh, man, of Alabama? Yes, sir. (laughs) Even worse. (laughs) Well, 
the good thing is it educates that turkey a little bit so it'll make him a little bit harder to kill when i get back in there tomorrow morning but you know that's what i'm looking for be a little rewarding when you get him oh yeah oh yeah like that last morning when i shoot him off the roost <laughs> the last morning of the season <laughs> yeah with a 22 <laughs> yeah <laughs> 300 yards away no do not try that at home everyone and i am just kidding by the way so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah tell tell us a little bit lay some of the groundwork for your hunt so you took a buddy of yours son with you yeah a friend of mine and i took him out with a good bit around home we used to work together actually it was me and him and his two kids he's got an eight-year-old boy named ty and a 12-year-old daughter named maddie and we were trying to get him a double. He's a, he's got a phenomenal place that they own. It's just beat up with turkeys. It always has been. And he kind of just since deer season, been getting pictures of some coming through an old food plot. And he asked me, you know, I'm working a, an outage. So he asked me if I had any time off. And my off nights actually a Friday, Friday afternoon, Friday night. So I was able to, you know, hunt that Saturday morning, opening morning. And I told him, yeah, I'd be glad to try to help. He sat with his daughter, and I sat with his son. So, you know, we kind of discussed a little game plan of trying to get a double, which, you know, is always a hope, but, you know, usually never works out. But yeah, it, uh, the birds, actually, he was getting pictures of every day, went to every other day. So it was, a, you know, they kind of started changing their routine a little bit. But it's a, a food plot off in the woods with a couple ridges running to it. And the woods were so open at the time, you know, four people trying to move was basically impossible so we just planned on sitting on the edge of the the food plot and the way it lays out was it's kind of tough it's, it's kind of you know it's, it's up on a hill a little bit so everywhere you sit is a little bit lower yeah and um he's got some old old hay bales that they used to feed cows and stuff with that, you know scattered throughout so we use those kind of a little bit of a, a natural blind and uh we took some stakeout blinds little you know mesh and stuff with us to put up in front of us try to cover some movement but uh ended up working out it uh it was an interesting hunt to say the least i don't know the goblin was minimal that morning we probably i think we heard three possibly four birds but they probably didn't gobble six seven times total mm. uh, it was pretty quiet it was you know strange it was a pretty morning way better than last year last year was the first time we took them and it rained on us and was so cold it was miserable yeah but but uh this year you know it was pretty nice weather but birds were quiet but super hand up was have both of the kids killed a turkey before or have neither of them neither one of them have we were trying to get both of them first you know trying for a double for their first which has been pretty cool wow Uh, cool last year we took them and like i said that opening day it was raining and we had a jake come in behind us and he kind of skirted us and it was you know, no way to get a shot on him. So that was their, their first, you know, real hunt. And so they were, they were pretty pumped up about it. You know, that right before time changed, and they were sitting in the truck when I pulled up. I mean, they were, they were pumped and ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I bet. But, yeah, we we got in there probably, I'm going to say, 30 minutes before, you know, first light set up a Jake decoy and a hen decoy, hoping, you know, to get some attention off of us. And uh, had those at about, I'm going to say, 15, 20 yards, which is, for me, is way too close. <laughs> I, yeah. I get to shaking too bad. So, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, 
we had those set out trying to draw their attention. And as the morning went on, you know, it was quiet. We could, he gobbled almost like two times on the limb, but he was on down the ridge. And uh, Jeremy would call. And, you know, he started off soft calling. And uh, then he got a tube call. And uh, it's a, a tube call, and he's got a snuff can call. And I believe he made him an acrylic, like an acrylic-style snuff can tube call that he uses. It's just a, it's a unique sound that almost like a trumpet as far as uniqueness. It's just something you don't hear a whole lot of. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he blows on it pretty well. He does good with it. But you'll hear it hit keep. You know, he'll key up with it during the hunt, and uh, uh, they come in silent. I mean, every every so often we're sitting there, you could you think you'd hear drumming, but you couldn't tell. And uh, I'd have my video camera with if I was going to try to video it, and I think it's a jinx. I hate carrying it. <laughs> this recording's bad enough. I, I, I never knew something so small would be such a pain. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> It's so much you have to try to worry with. It's like, did I do it? Did I forget to turn it on? But, you know. I, I guess I've been doing it long enough to where I, it's just second nature to me, you know, and I get going towards a bird, I just go ahead and turn it on. And I, my my issue seems to be re- remembering to turn it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm, I'm learning with it. That's that's what I've started doing is like, okay, I can, I can edit all this out. I'm just going to let it do what it's going to do, and we'll pick out the rest later. But, yeah, you know, I was trying to save time and do this and that, but, you know, once the morning got started, I just went ahead and cut it on and let it go. But my camera was running, and, you know, I was kind of looking like we were maybe going to have to sit there a little bit, you know, for a little while. So I, I reach up and turn my camera off, and I don't any more than get my hand back in my lap when about six heads pop up at 20 yards from it. Wow. It's all the hens, and right, you know, Right prior to that, we've got our, our, uh, our little stakeout blind out, which all mine is a bunch of 3D cut mesh that I just I drape over sticks or briars or whatever just to break up our outline. And Ty's sitting beside me, and in the process of sitting there, he's kind of slid down against the tree a little bit. And I look over, I said, man, can you see the decoy? He said, barely. I said, all right. So I, I just took my foot and put on the bottom of the, the mesh, you know, to kind of pull it down so he'd have a good clear view. Mm-hmm. Well, that works great until turkeys come out. So, you know, when they walk out, I've got my foot there, and I've got actually got my one hand holding the other side down because the wind was kind of moving it around, and I didn't want it to, you know, move a whole lot. So I just I put my fingers on it, and when these turkeys walk out, I get to shake it so bad. It looks, you know, like earthquakes happening over there. <laughs> I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm wishing for wind now. It's like, there's yeah. no way see me because i'm shaking so bad and uh you know the hens it wind up being i think eight hens maybe seven eight hens at about 20 yards they pop up just right in front of us and uh or even across the the food plot just feeding around and uh you can hear drumming and you know i, I tell ty that he's really really close that i can hear him but we can't see anything and uh jeremy and maddie are sitting to our right about 10 yards on another tree and they're actually in a little bit bigger dip and they, you know, the hens are just right in their lap. They're looking at them. And uh, it, it felt like hours went by, but I don't think it was about, I don't know, maybe eight minutes. You could hear drumming. I mean, it was just deafening. And uh, mm-hmm. I hate the audio. You know, I don't know what kind of audio you got to have to pick up drumming, but we got to figure that out. I mean, it's something hard to get, you know, a recording of, but it's just unreal. And uh, I'm trying to coach him because, 
you know, one, he's new, you know, new to it, but he squirrel hunted a bunch this year, so he was super comfortable with his shotgun. He, uh, you know, can't see anything. So I'm sitting there just scanning with my eyes, and all of a sudden I just catch a glimpse of the tips of his fan just over the hill, you know, maybe 30 yards, 25, 30 yards, and uh, he's cutting to a right kind of. He's kind of flanking all those hens. And so I tell Ty, you know, hey, he, He's going this way, get ready, you know, kind of get you going up, get ready. So he starts turning, and the turkey gets faster, and, you know, just barely see the tips. And uh, he's cutting right, cutting right, and I'm looking over at Jeremy thinking, you know, okay, he's fixing to be out of our, our shooting lane. Right. You know, that we yeah. picked out. He's going to be in their lap, so, you know, maybe Maddie's going to get a shot. And I look over there, and they haven't moved. They hadn't seen him because of the heel. They couldn't see anything. And I told Ty, I said, he's going way right. Just go ahead and spin. And, you know, every, he'd strut, and then he'd pick his head up, and he'd look at those hands, and he, he'd duck back down in the strut. So you'll, you'll hear me like, move, 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 stop, 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 move, 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 don't move. <laughs> you know, it's, it's killing us. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it twisted us up in a knot. He, he actually spun completely to his right and was leaning against me, you know, for his back brace. And he was able to brace on a small sapling. And I called a couple of times to make him, he'd actually peeked up over the hill. And all you could see was from his waddles up. I mean, it was, you know, a pretty tough shot for him. And uh, yeah. he picked his head up once. And I told him, you know, I said, you see his head? And he said, yes, sir. I said, uh, you know, try to aim at him, get ready. I said, I'm going to call again. And he'd get his head up. And I called that next time. And you can hear the safety pop off during the call. And, I mean, he is just, he's a stone cold killer. He, <laughs> he is as cool as calm. <laughs> <laughs> he's tough on him he, I, was, I was impressed he, he he made a heck of a shot a heck of a first bird he runs up there it's a double beard like eight and i think eight and three quarters and a five and five and three quarters inch beard i believe something like that and then Man. inch birds you know beautiful bird great first bird yep but yeah that's, it was that's awesome he may not kill another bird like that for a while Double no, bearded I, bird. I, yeah, we told him, boy, that's, that's fine. We'll never for first, no doubt, no mm -hmm. doubt. What kind of gun did y'all have him set up with? I mean, you said he's only eight years old. Were you using a 410 yeah. with TSS? No, I actually brought my 410, and Maddie was using it. And he's got a youth model 20 gauge that we actually have set up for turkey season, put a red dot on it. Actually, shoot the red dot squirrel hunting to get used to it. And then we, we loaded it up some Smart. TSS part and... We just patterned it the week before and uh, found out which shell and which choke combo works the best part. And, Heck yeah. Uh, went that route. A lot of that probably played into him making that shot, y'all getting him out, letting him squirrel hunt with that and everything, got him comfortable. It, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's what Jeremy said. That he, you know, he loves the deer hunt, but he, he started squirrel hunting. They squirrel hunt with dogs. And uh, he said, you can't get him out of the woods. He said, he, he just eats up with it because it's, it's so much action and shooting and stuff. And he just, you know, he loves it. Heck yeah. Yeah. Way better than deer hunting. <laughs> it can be. Definitely a lot more action. No doubt. That's awesome. So what do you say we get into this audio and play that for everybody? Yeah, let's play it. Sounds good. All right. You guys listen into this and we will see you on the other side.
Okay, that's all that we've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, then you can do that in one of two ways. The first way is that you can go to the turkeyhunterpodcast.com and buy this week's episode for 99 cents, the entire episode. And you do that by just following Cameron's instructions before the hunt when we were doing a little housekeeping. The second way that you can listen to the rest of this week's episode is to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. How you become a subscriber is you can text the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces. Text it to the number 44222. After you do that, I'm going to send you some very simple instructions that you'll need to follow and eventually... I'm going to email you a link that you can click on to create your username and password in the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year subscription fee for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Your $18 will get you not only the rest of this week's episode, but it will also get you the premium content for all of our past episodes, and there's about three years worth of those and it will also get you the premium content for the next 52 weeks so 18 bucks is going to get you when it's all said and done about four years worth of premium content from the turkey hunter podcast that's a lot of content a solid bargain and i don't think and i'm sure cameron doesn't think either that your 18 bucks will be a waste we think you'll thoroughly enjoy what you're getting for 18 bucks you get a weekly podcast that probably averages at least over an hour a week so that's a pretty fair price for that indeed all right we hope that you enjoyed the call and the audio of the hunt with scott mcdonald i know i did that's good stuff man you know i just i can't get enough of these hunts i'm loving this i know i can't wait to bring our listeners another hunt next week and one the week after that and one the week after that and the week after that (laughs) don't be making promises because as of right now we only have audio for one more we got a story to fill another week's episode if you wanted to do that but as far as audio goes we got one week so we got to do some killing you know we actually have two weeks because we haven't played my mississippi turkey hunt Oh yeah, and shots were fired. So oh. don't don't be shortchanging me here. Actually, I think there were two <laughs> hunts in Mississippi with shots fired. Were there not? Yes, only one of which was recorded. Ooh, I don't but think the, I knew that part. The better hunt was recorded, so we'll stick with that yeah i just completely forgot about mississippi so So we got two weeks of of content here and i'm confident with a two-week span you are going to present us the audio or lack of audio of a alabama gobbler dying probably in a very silent way (laughs) (laughs) with those mime turkeys that live down there well, I do have a little bit of audio from this past Saturday with an Alabama turkey, and it's about, I don't know, four or five minutes worth of audio because it's a botched hunt. Mm, that's but what happens in Alabama. Maybe 
that turkey gobbled. And maybe I have a recording of it. You'd cross the line into another state. It's the only thing I can figure if that's what happened. Could be. So, also, I'd just like to give this week's calling tip. Calling tip of the week is get a real turkey wing. Put it in your pack. Strap it on yourself. Take it with you to the woods. You can use it to fly down. You can use it to scratch in the leaves. You can use it to act like you're flying across a creek or ditch. It's used to make multiple wild turkey sounds. If you want to put on a mock fight, you can use that wing to beat it against your leg. I did that in Mississippi. That's what got a bird to fire off at 2.30 in the afternoon. So get you a real turkey wing. If you find one in Georgia, I need it mailed back to me because mine is gone now. So I will be trying to acquire a new turkey wing. And luckily, I love the process of acquiring real turkey wings. So I'm going to be getting a new one. But that's your calling tip of the week. Get a real turkey wing, throw it in your vest, take it with you to the woods. Real turkeys have wings. Use it like a turkey. I don't believe that raccoon or that coyote that finds that turkey wing is giving it back to you. It's probably gone forever, but I'm sad I lost it. That one did me some good over the years. (laughs) You'll just have to break in a new one. I know, but you get fond of things that are working. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Our favor of the week this week is to please share using the share feature or share button in your podcast player application. Share this week's episode with two or ten turkey hunting buddies. If you will do that, you just go into that share feature in your podcast player application and then choose to share it via text message. You can pick your two or ten contacts from your contact list and email them the link and text them the link for this week's show. It is that easy. It takes very, very little time to do, and it is a huge help for Cameron and me in being able to get word out about the show. So I'm going to thank you in advance for doing that. Thank you. And I'm going to say also thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week and a healthy week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.